0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to ModPath Chat, the official podcast of Modern Pathology, featuring interviews with authors and experts on the latest science, technology, and developments in the field of pathology. Your host, Dr. George Neto is the Editor-in-Chief of Modern Pathology and the Chair of Pathology at the University of Alabama at
1: Birmingham. Here's Dr. Neto. Welcome to today's episode of ModPath Chat. Joining me today are two distinguished guests. Dr. Harris and Dr. Argiris. Dr. Harris is a Howard Hughes investigator and a professor of biochemistry, molecular biology, and biophysics at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Argyris is a brilliant oral pathologist. He's currently a postdoctoral fellow at Dr. Harris lab. They are here today to discuss the recent publication in modern pathology. The study addressed the role of APOBEC C3 in C3B in head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. We could have not found a more capable source to inform us on APOBEC than Dr. Harris, who is an authority on the topic and had helped discover multiple members of this important DNA cytosine deaminase. Thank you both for accepting our invitation
2: thank you thank you so much
1: uh it's it's a pleasure to have you both so uh we'll start i mean this is clearly not uh it's a tongue twister, yeah, even for I. Uh, with my interest in bladder cancer, I, I became very uh, uh, intrigued and fascinated by this uh, group of deaminases, and uh, would like, uh, if I may, ask Dr. Harris just to to give us a little bit of a quick, uh, you know, two minute: Why is this enzyme? What's the role? And and who's this? You
0: know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so the apobec enzymes. One can pronounce it apobec or apobec kind of like Uh, tomato-tomato. It stands for apolipoprotein B mRNA editing catalytic subunit 1. And these are APOBEC3 subfamily members. Uh, And the particular family member that's the star of our uh, manuscript is called APOBEC3B. And they're not isoforms of the same gene. They're actually all distinct genes. So there's Mm -hmm. seven different APOBEC3s in humans, um, and our working model for how these enzymes function in biology is they provide an overlapping role, uh, overlapping roles in innate immunity to different viruses. Essentially, any DNA virus or retrovirus is susceptible to deamination by these enzymes. So a few years ago, uh, my group and, and the International Sequencing Consortia independently um, discovered the APOBEC enzymes in cancer. And um, you know, we had long ago hypothesized that that these active DNA deaminases in our cells would have a role in cancer mutagenesis. Um, but testing it was actually uh, not trivial, given the large family and the many, many different cancer types. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we had originally chosen breast cancer and then expanded to other cancer types, including HPV positive tumor types, bladder, uh, cervical and head and neck. Um, and The results were, um, and still are, beyond our wildest imagination in that the APOBEC mutation process, and I'll define it in a second, is um, second only to the aging process in overall uh, numbers of mutation in cancer. And in some cancers like bladder, head, neck, breast, lung, cervical, and subsets of other cancers, the APOBEC process is actually the dominant mutation process, as you said, for bladder cancer. And so we define the apobec mutation process based on its, uh, the intrinsic preference of the enzyme for cytosine uh, nucleobases preceded by a T and followed by an A or T. Mm-hmm. So these trinucleotide mo- motifs, TCA or TCT, um, when mutated to, to T or G, Um, define the APEC mutation signature. So C to T, C to G, and TCA and TCT.
1: Regardless of where, what the gene impacted, as long as you have that.
0: Yeah, regardless of function, it's simply a signature like your signature, my signature, and we can extract that from sequencing data sets with informatics.
1: And it's fair to say, so this is like an innate antiviral defense mechanism that gets hijacked or it's is is it's, it's happening in cancer. Is that fair? Exactly. So that's the
0: mystery. So there are clearly some virus-positive cancer types like um, HPV-positive head and neck that we use in our study as a positive control, where... Uh, the APOBEC-3B enzyme is upregulated by the virus. And our working model there is that the virus is doing that on purpose, using its oncoproteins to facilitate its own evolution. Mm-hmm. And then the, the byproduct of that is all of the damage that, that happens simultaneously to the genome. So APOBEC or HPV-positive APOBEC-hot cancers are among the heaviest APOBEC-signature uh, cancers across you know, all human cancer types. So, that started out as a positive control in our study to ask, um, you know, how how is APOBEC, you know, when is APOBEC turned on in HPV-negative cancers, which uh, a subset of can also elicit or show a a strong APOBEC mutation signature.
1: And and we'll get to that in a second, but I mean, I was... So, the TCGA is, is where, where a lot of that signature bladder cancer. And for the longest time, we think of bladder cancer, melanoma, lung cancer as, mm-hmm. you know, environmentally induced cancer. So, the culprit mm-hmm. there is smoking, uh, UV light, and what have you. So, how how does that fit within that? Now, now it's known that APOBEC is, is the highest sig- uh, frequency signature in bladder cancer. How, how do you, what's your view? So, it, it doesn't detract from
0: other sources. So if you look at the overall constellation of mutation in cancer, there's exogenous sources and endogenous sources. And the APOBEC is clearly an endogenous source, but in some cases it's induced by, you know, exogenous infection, Uh, also inflammation caused by infection. Um, So there's different ways to turn on the APOBEC mutation process. And viruses obviously flip the switch. Um, but there's virus-independent ways, too, like we're seeing in HPV-negative head and neck cancer.
1: Which brings us to, to today's study. Uh, so uh, so I guess the first question is why was it done? It seems like uh, uh, because it's to, wanted to see what's in non-HPV, is that, is that the correct answer?
2: correct that's true and uh, like ruben very nicely said uh, when i joined the lab uh, starting my postdoc there was a substantial body of data suggesting or showing that apobec 3b mrna expression is significantly increased in the hpv driven head and neck tumors Um, and this particular type of neoplasm is characterized by um, a plethora of HPV-related mutations. But we had no idea up to this point what is happening in the HPV-negative dysplasias and uh, uh, head and neck cancers. So um, both Ruben and I were very, very interested in um, uh, having an answer to that question. And so uh, we decided to... um, uh, investigate the A3B protein levels in um, uh, different groups, I should say, of uh, head and neck lesions uh, using an IHC-based approach and our custom monoclonal anti-A3B antibody.
0: So I'm glad you mentioned that. So two magical things had to happen for this study to occur, actually. One was the development of a really great monoclonal that's, that's showcased in the paper, and the other was uh, Dr. Aguirre joining my group because you know I'm not going to claim for a second that I'm a pathologist. Um, so actually, having a pathologist in a molecular lab is kind of the ma- magic recipe for for doing the work that we did. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, the images for the IHC I would refer to the audience uh, are are very crisp and amazing. So, so so I guess uh, so that kind of touch on the design a little bit. Uh, 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 Procopius it's uh, it's uh, so what was your controls and uh, how you compared and, and what exactly so you mentioned the immunotype but uh, what else?
2: Right so uh, <clears throat> our positive control was a group of HPV <clears throat> driven uh, autopharyngeal cancers so we were anticipating that we would see significantly high and sort of like uh, uniformly diffuse uh, positivity in regard to A3B protein in these uh, tumors, but we also included HPV-related oral epithelial dysplasias from the oral cavity. Uh, So these were our two positive control groups. Uh, And then we had um, four additional groups of non-HPV-related lesions. So we had um, low-grade oral epithelial dysplasias, high-grade dysplasias, and finally, HPV-negative oral um, squamous cell carcinomas. Uh, and our um, what we anticipated to be negative control was a group of just epithelial hyperplasias um, without any dysplastic features, uh, any atypia, um, and adjacent to the tumor's uh, normal epithelial tissues.
0: Yeah, so that one I want to <coughs> emphasize is super important because Apobec3b is never upregulated in a normal tissue, including a you know oral epithelial tissue, and so uniformly negative. So when you see it light up in, you
1: know, as okay.
0: Procopius will tell us, um, it it's definitely on its way to becoming a tumor
1: or already a tumor. So this never is important it uh, sounds a lot It's very funny. important <laughs> it's never I wanted important. to emphasize but, that yeah you're giving me some ideas for future research you know because <laughs> that uh, that's, that's always the dilemma is this uh, CIS or dysplasia in the bladder which is a very uh, elusive uh, elusive dysplasia part uh, diagnostic you know diagnostically very hard wow. all right so so what were uh, let's let's move on to the findings and and uh, how how can we translate that uh, you, you suggest? some great ideas on the utility of these markers. So,
2: so I can I can talk about our findings. Um, I think Ruben and I were both very very excited to see that. First of all, um, all the HPV positive lesions, including dysplasias and oropharyngeal uh, squamous cell carcinomas, uh, consistently showed uh, really high A3B protein levels. And this uh, is consistent with a mechanism in which the virus um, causes immediate and prolonged A3B overexpression, regardless of the type of diagnosis, whether it's dysplasia or cancer. It -hmm. doesn't make a difference as long as it's HPV, HPV, high-risk HPV-related.
1: And And that's due to the E6, E7, triggered by E6, E7. All right.
2: Correct. Correct. but then we also noticed that the HPV-negative oral squamous cell carcinomas demonstrated similarly high A3B protein levels. Mm-hmm. So that was telling us that, okay, there is perhaps another mechanism or an overlapping mechanism that can trigger A3B upregulation in this um, histotype. Um, and finally... Something that was um, pretty uh, interesting, I have to say, is that A3B expression could discern between low-grade and high-grade dysplasias, with the last group showing similarly high levels as the invasive squamous cell carcinomas.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, So um, that probably suggests that in the absence of HPV infection, uh, the upregulation of A3B happens in a, uh, in a gradual multi-step process.
0: Yeah, at least two-step. And that actually helped distinguish between you know, an on-off switch like we see with HPV, you know, high-risk HPV infection versus uh, a, a gradual model. Which, which I think is important
1: for future mechanistic studies. And and for from a translational point of view, I mean, we're going to have a cutoff because that that I guess it's helpful if as long as you I mean that's why when you said normal doesn't have it so having it should at least make us think this is at least low grade dysplasia which is a very difficult diagnosis at least for people like me uh, who are not oral pathologists but uh, but uh, how about like moving from low to high is there a cutoff when you start or or is this just gradual? Uh, not yet there. Maybe comment,
2: Procopius. So, um, so it is. Uh, this is the toughest answer. Uh, the, the toughest question to answer. And um, indeed, our goal in the like long term is to be able to use A three B as a predictive biomarker to be able to identify either the low or high grade dysplasias that will transform into cancer um, it's really hard to tell right now um, what is for example the IHC score mm-hmm. of a dysplasia that is going to uh, That what is the um, IHC score threshold above which we should call it high grade dysplasia uh, we are not there yet but um I think it's um, uh, very clear that if we look at um, a group of low-grade and high-grade dysplasias, we can see a clear separation in regard to the um, mean expression of A3B protein levels.
1: But on a case-to-case base still. Yeah,
2: and, and there's amount. enough variance that it is tricky. There's
0: there's overlap between the groups. But I think once it's on and above a certain level, you know, I think that would be uh, the key for whoever the physician is that's that's seeing that particular case um, to have a very close
1: look. And uh, you mentioned KI-67. So coupling it may also help there, You you, you think, or...? Using Ki67 in addition to A3B.
2: Uh, well, uh, we we think that it's sometimes it's the uh, cellular proliferation that may play a role in upregulation of A3B. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't use Ki67 um, as um, a co-stain and. Pr- Predictive marker along with a3 b um, it's probably um, a way to uh, for us to identify mechanisms that may upregulate a3 b outside of the context of a viral of an HPV viral infection um, but but I think also from a general perspective: If you
0: are co-staining, there is a direct correlation between, you know, as we reported, between high A3B levels and key 67 levels. And if you're up on that axis uh, beyond a level which we haven't, you know, defined, I think that you know, we need to define more rigorously. It's positive, no right. question about it, right? Absolutely. So I think it's informative to look at both,
1: and where the threshold is for cutoff is. Not clear yet. So that that sounds very promising, and uh, and hopefully uh, trigger more uh, interest in more studies in this because it's such a difficult topic. Well, uh, uh, this uh, this been uh, very enjoyable, and I thank you both for accepting. Uh, the invitations and uh, this is the first week of the year so happy new year to both of you and wish you uh, tremendous success further success with your uh, uh, important research it's been a pleasure
0: awesome thanks very much for having us this was a real treat thank you very much happy new year
2: it was great to discuss our work with you
1: thank you